This is Reasonable Doubt with your hosts, Mark Garrigus and Gary Smith. Wow. Well, this is uh, quite the episode because not only is this the big show, but look who we have with us. If it isn't Byran uh, Bishop right there, we've renamed him. That's a that's a hat tip to Gary and the Wonder Woman herself, Gina Grad. How are Hi, you? good. This is so exciting. Two of the best legal minds in podcasting joining <laughs> Mark Garagos. <laughs> so for those who don't know, um, you know, we have missed Byran and um, and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. because they have been taking a little bit of a sabbatical for the last two months, just a wee bit. However, the uh, smarter minds than mine came up with this idea of having them reprise the uh, a show, which drops, I believe, at the same time that this show drops. And why don't you tell us, uh, you two, what it is and what you're doing and uh, what you what the future looks like. Gina, I'll set you up just by saying my fun employment only lasted two months. And frankly, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> same. Uh, wait, you got fun employment? Uh, <laughs> no, the act of having fun while being unemployed. Same. We are super stoked. We uh we parted ways with with absolutely like no drama. I wish I could lie and make something up, but we got nothing. We're all BFF. Brian's can, on the show all the time. I you was can lie and make something. Okay, up. it was an explosion. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys! It was, it was rough. It Adam was, uh... seriously threw a fist at me. I knocked the table over. I ra- it was chaos. The police were called. We got swatted. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah. So a couple weeks later, uh, Brian and I are are back together with the Brian and Gina show, the official podcast of L.A. Magazine. Now, wait, I have a I have a question. Is it Brian and Gina or Gina and Brian? Or do you switch off every week? It might change week to week. Yeah, I think we're going alphabetical for now. For now, we'll see how see how, okay. see how it tests. I said when you know when we named the law firm, my father and I fought over which was it, which Garagus would be first and which would be yes. second. So <laughs> I get those fights. I gotta just change my name to Grad and just be done with it and have exactly. no more uh, no more discussion. <laughs> I tried so to here, get my husband to do the same thing. Here, here's how uh, my involvement <laughs> in this came around. Gina, you tell me if yours was somewhat similar. Uh, Eight forty five a.m. on a Thursday, my phone rings and it's no caller ID, so I know it's either Adam Carolla or Mark Garagos or uh, maybe the FBI. And uh, I, I answer and uh, Bob Ryan. Mark Garagos. I'm like, hey, buddy, how are you? And he's like, hey, um, you know, I bought LA Magazine and I'm starting this podcast and we want you and Gina to co-host it. And that was kind of the end of the discussion right there. My yes felt very incidental. (laughs) Mine was similar, although, um, Brian, you have a lower resting pulse, I think, than I do. I'm a little... uh, 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 sensitive. I got uh, sensitive nerves sometimes. I've been through. I've been through, through some things. Thank you. So when Mark says he wants to talk to me, I say "Can do, boss." And then I uh, I call Gary and I ask him one question: Do you know anything about me being sued or subpoenaed? If he, he wasn't your boss, that's what a good employee you are. So Gary said, "Not to my knowledge." 
Uh, I do not believe you're being sued. I know nothing about a subpoena. I said, then I'm happy to call Mark Garagos back. And I'm so glad I did. We had a great discussion and we could not wait to get this started. Uh, You've got a great, you know, you've got one of the uh, reporters that we first hired there. Michelle McPhee's got a very storied career and she wrote, um, one of her first stories, you know, it shows you people say there is the ownership have any separation from editorial. And she keeps referring to the Armenian mafia. And I, keep <laughs> to, I know uh, hit her upside the head. So that ought to tell you that that I'll tell you that well, I can't say a Chinese wall. Well, I will say while Mark is frozen that that uh, that that article that she's ta- he's talking about with the Armenian mob is in fact referenced in the first episode of the uh, Gina, the Brian and Gina show, which is available to subscribe to right now. And also to you know, to a lot of people. First of all, when when Mark uh, went cowboy and announced the show before it released, uh, a lot of people were very uh, very excited. A lot of congratulations. A lot of uh, hey, where where and when can I get it? That kind of stuff. And a few people naturally outside the area, the Los Angeles area, were asking us like, hey, is this going to be like really LA focused? I don't know if I'm really into a podcast all about LA. And I said. It is, but at the same time, like our first story is about uh, a slot whisperer, uh, a, um, a con artist, basically, yeah. a flim flam <laughs> lady from uh, in Las Vegas. So I feel like a lot of our content is going to be pretty universally uh, applicable and enjoyed for a lot of people. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting um, combination. I always got a kick out of you, too, as you know, and uh and I missed you almost immediately, although I love Adam's new format. I really do. I think part of his evolution, and I wait until people hear what's happening next with him. I think it'll blow him away. Um, can't say yet, but it's in the works. Guy, and, I hate uh, when you do that. Yeah. I got to know. I, know, I, I honestly know, don't but, even know. <laughs> I know. I, I know. you can. There's no way you can. So. Well, here's the problem. When listeners say, what do Brian and Gina know? Brian and Gina say, we find out when you find out. So it's the same Dude, thing now. I didn't know anything when I was there. No. <laughs> same. <laughs> and Gary, we've got, uh, we're running him around like you wouldn't believe. So it's it's very exciting. But one of the things, Gina, I didn't tell you, the prerequisites for this, I was going to make you do it on air, is since this is nominally or t- the the idea of this podcast that you're on right now is a legal podcast. I wanted um, Nancy Grace's opinion on the Murdoch case because Gary and I, have been, we've been deep in the Murdoch case. Oh, Mark. Oh, sweet, sweet, innocent Mark that thinks everything is just sunshine and unicorns. Well, guess what? When Mr. Murdoch or Murdoch or however you want to say Alec, Mr. Alex or Alec gets up there crying about Paul Paul and crying about his wife. Well, guess what? I don't believe that at all. You ain't going to pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining, Mr. Murdoch. No more. You, 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 you're obviously delighted by this. You must know Nancy Grace. I mean, you must have well, run across yeah, her many you, times. Yeah. I would like to. I and I think Gina knows this. I'll be. Uh, I'll be surprised if she doesn't. But I like to take credit for my combination over the many decades with various females who are ex prosecutors on a yin and a yang, and it started. Uh, part of the one of the originals was um, poor. Barbara Olson, 
was on her way to Los Angeles. She was going to uh, audition for a TV show. She was married to Ted Olson, who was the solicitor general. And she and I were on Larry King's old CNN show virtually every night. She was kind of the right. I was the left. And she fell in 9-11. She died in one of, in one of the planes. Oh, and, huh. uh, yeah, I mean, it's wild. I mean, two, it, uh, you know, 20 some odd years ago. That was the Nancy was kind of the back bencher on CNN then. And that is what uh, when Nancy became my kind of foil on Larry King and we would fight like cats and dogs for years. And then she got her own show actually with the producer of Larry King, Wendy Walker. And uh, the rest is history. I've unleashed um, uh, unleashed her. Another uh, woman who was down there in the early uh, 2000s was Kimberly Goofoil, and mm-hmm. um, who is now went on to marry the governor, and yeah. then uh, then is now famously doing the dance in um, uh, in Maga Land uh, with Don Jr. and uh, yet a um, uh, Sunny Hostin, who's now on the View. Sure, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Sunny and I used to argue like cats and dogs over the Zimmerman case. So Gina, if you and I start, oh. you you may. The podcast is just the beginning. I, I have this ability to vault my female foils into uh, their own TV shows, Thank but generally yeah. just claim to be an ex-prosecutor. Okay. I was going to say, I have absolutely zero skills except for I'm a woman. So clearly I know everything about true crime TV. So if that's all we need to do, then sign me up. I love it. I love it. Hey, and this is, Brian, yeah, Brian, please. are you going to are you going to expand your horizons here? I mean, I know I I kind of thought that for LA magazine, you were the perfect guy to focus on Hollywood, but I you have kind of a wide uh, range, you know. Well, so you, Hollywood I think uh, I think you stumbled across uh maybe if I if I may be so bold. Uh, I think you stumbled across the perfect co-host for Gina on this uh, show because I was a longtime reader, subscriber. I love Los Angeles Magazine. It was like the last magazine I really read in earnest uh, after I, you know, let go of Rolling Stone and just all of the other magazines. I always loved their take on L.A. lifestyle. Excuse me. I love their food um, takes. I love their articles on the restaurant, the dining scene. Um, and of course, you know, I don't need a lot of arm twisting to talk movies. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty, uh, that's I'd kind like, of like- what, that was kind of why when it became apparent that we could do it, I'm like you, because I thought of all, you know, people kept saying, well, magazines are a thing of the past, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there is giving kind of a digital version of the magazine and LA magazine, like you, Brian, I it was one of the last ones I actually subscribed to. Yeah. And I've noticed for the last couple of years on the newsstand, it's been really kind of reinvigorated in terms of um, the stories and the eclectic nature of it and uh, the, the beautiful art and, and things of that. And obviously, um, I just think it's a, it's part of the fabric of LA. It's been around for 60 years. And, you know, we, the, I do not think that L.A. is defined by the L.A. Times. I think that L.A. is really a lot closer personality-wise to L.A. Magazine. If you, yeah, and I like that they're always, sorry, Gene, I like that they were tongue-in-cheek and they had kind of a fun take on things and they were a little bit playful. Like, 
you know, it, it wasn't news like the LA Times. It wasn't underground hipster stuff like LA Weekly, which is a magazine, a publication out here. It was, it was, it was the LA that I knew and liked. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I yeah. was going to say the same thing between the absolutely incredible reporting, which Brian and I ha- have now jumped inside of firsthand and the lifestyle stuff and not just like yeah we've all heard of hollywood boulevard thank you that's not for insiders the really the stuff that makes la really special not just from the outside but from the inside it's it's phenomenal it really is and if i could jump in i i agree with both of you and what i've been really enjoying i've been a longtime reader of la magazine as well but what i've been enjoying as i've read more and more in these past few weeks as we've gotten this thing going is that unlike the la times when i click on a story and read a headline i'm not exactly sure what the angle is going to be or what the take is going to be and unfortunately in the past few years with la the la times I can tell you what the story is just, you know, without even reading it, without reading a headline. It's it's all goes in one way. And I like that L.A. Mag has a nice measured take and, and different opinions depending on the scenario. Right. There's different voices, which is one of the things that discourse is all about. So we're very excited to, to have you two. I'm very excited to watch this first episode. Gary, uh, Saturday, the, he's not going to do it, obviously, on St. Patrick's Day. Gary Patrick Smith. Well, there you so go. It'll, Good point. It's uh, miraculous that I'm even recording it on St. Patrick's Day. I, <laughs> I didn't didn't stand in protest. But uh, no, I believe it will be Saturday. But I can tell you for sure that if you're listening to this, it's available right now. And it's called The Brian and Gina Show. You can search for it on any podcast platform. You can check it out on the LA Mag YouTube channel. Uh, there's a YouTube component of it as well. If you listen on Spotify, there'll be a video component on Spotify as well. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're loaded for bear. We're recording our next one uh, very shortly. And we've been throwing around articles in the past few days of what we want to do next the future is very bright and we are very excited i i I hope i can speak for brian and gina when i say that we're really having fun kind of being back together and sort of figuring this out and it's not a finished product it will evolve as we as we get used to it and as we we start doing it but we have no shortage of ideas and uh, segments that we're excited about and stories that we're we're very excited to talk to the authors and highlight their work it's like going to a really good it's like going to a really good buffet and like not knowing what to pick first. You're like, wow, I've got all these stories that we can explore. There was one that just literally posted yesterday, I think, about the history of LA becoming a real foodie town with Wolfgang yeah. Puck and all of his contemporaries. And I emailed Gary and Gina right away. I'm like, I definitely want to talk about this. This is fascinating. Yeah, this is this is like at the buffet. We're not we we don't bother with the buttered noodles. We go right for the crabs like <laughs> LA mistake. magazine. Oh, it's all crab leg and ribeye and prime rib and steak and deliciousness with the LA magazine. I agree with your analogy, Gina. It's all the best kinds of foods, but to your no point. Filler. But to your point, they're very different kinds of foods because shortly after we we sent over that article about the food scene in L.A. and how it evolved, that was, you know, in the 1980s. We also sent over an article about what was released at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, this year. You know, what's coming in tech in the next five years and how will things like color changing cars, you know, impact the landscape of L.A. when people are driving around and all of a sudden they decide they want their car to be blue when it used to be white. You know, just stuff like that that's going to be universal to most cities but it's also going to impact L.A. Well, and I imagine with all the car chases we have here, it'll make APBs more confusing. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Very good. I like that point. Thank so um, I'm going to, before we close off you two, I'm going to ask you for 
a prognostication for the next week, because in the legal world, at least, as I sit here in New York, the I'll give you the background, then you guys Please. can tell me what you think. One, uh, unlike uh, California, in New York, uh, in the state court, at least, the one of the last acts by a prosecutor before they indict you is to invite you to testify in front of the grand jury. So, oh God, last invitation you ever want to get, and <laughs> they have now invited Donna, the former president, to testify in front of the grand jury through his lawyer Joe Tacapina. He has declined that uh, most gracious invitation. Yeah. Uh, I have a two-part question for both of you. We'll leave it at that after your answers, unless Gary wants to weigh. I think Gary should weigh in. First of all, do you think he will be indicted? And second of all, uh, I'll talk about the merits of that case on Sunday with Gary. But second of all, do you think that helps or hurts his presidential campaign? Oh, boy. Yeah, I have I have thoughts from a very cynical standpoint of somebody who consumes the news and works in the news and deals with the news at a rapid rate. I, I think he will be indicted. I don't think anybody cares. I think for the people that, that want to see him go down, I think they'll be too exhausted by then to care. And for the people who love him, it makes him a martyr for their cause. And I just need a nap when I think about it. That's interesting. I, I, I mean, it's historic. It would be it would be historical in the sense that I don't think a, a president's ever been indicted, former or sitting, obviously. So that would be at least some people would care. Um, but you know, I did. I think John Oliver on his HBO show has a running gag where it's like, "We got him, we got him this time, right, you guys?" And balloons come down, the whole thing. It's like, no, no, you never got him. So uh, I'll believe it when I see it. That said, um, I, uh, as we record this, I was looking uh, at Twitter in the uh, in the moments leading up to this uh, recording, and apparently they're letting uh, Mark. You might know more about this. Apparently, prosecutors are, are alerting um, local police stations to be aware of some potential uh, riot, violence, whatever next week. So, again, I'll believe it when I see it. But it seems like this is as close as it's gotten. You know, it's it's very interesting from a process standpoint. For you know, as a defense lawyer, I, I think that the theory upon which at least what's been reported, mind you, grand juries are supposed to be secret. This is about as um secret as uh as well, I won't say what I was gonna say, but Please. this has not been very secretive. Um this is not the best to my mind. This is not the best theory in the world to indict a former president. To your point, Brian, you would hope that it would be something that was more concrete as opposed to somebody who got, you know, the irony of all this this week is that First Republic is teetering on the edge, if you believe everything, and they got $30 billion worth of a lifeline. And this whole thing with Stormy Daniels started because First Republic uh, submitted a, a suspicious activity report on oh. Michael Cohen for his $130,000 that he took off of his HELOC. And so um, the same week that First Republic is you know, having to require $30 billion in deposits uh, is the same week that this is coming to a head here. So Coincidence? <laughs> exactly. Now the question becomes, because this is a state court matter, and he would normally be told, okay, 
we're going to unseal the indictment or point or the indictment is already unsealed and your arraignment is on such and such a date. What if he just says, go pound sand, I'm going to stay in Florida, because then that would start the extradition process. And under the extradition process, it's a governor to governor. So then Ron DeSantis would make the final call on whether or not the Trump but gets extradited that, to New York because but isn't Trump just, isn't uh, Trump his biggest obstacle in in a supposed presidential? But at the yes, same time, yes, I just saw recently a and I think it was on Fox News. Somebody go into a Florida diner, I believe, and they were asking people in Florida, "Who do you support?" And it was almost uniformly Trump. Including the woman who was wearing a DeSantis for president <laughs> T-shirt, nice. Who said, "I support DeSantis, but I'll vote for Trump." And so, uh, it's a very unusual political calculation. If Trump wants to force DeSantis to sign the extradition to send him back to New York, if Trump says, "I'm just not going. I'm just going to sit here at Mar-a-Lago. I'll wait until I'm president, and then you can't do anything about it because you can't proceed criminally against me when I'm president." That is so fascinating because you think, of course, they're going to be aligned. But no, they're rivals now. It's fantastic. And I'm just wondering with all the uh, with all like the drag queen bills and stuff, please tell me there is a drag queen in Florida named Rhonda Santis. Not bad. Please. Well, if there is, you guys have to have Rhonda on the podcast. You know, playing out Mark's bizarre. um, Oh, here uh, it is. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, this is it. it. Hi, Lawrence. First off, Metro Dining here. I got a question for you. Ready? All right. 2024. Who's pumped up for the election? All right. Rapid fire. Who's your man? Who's your woman? My man, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Christy. Christy, no. Who's your man? Trump. Or woman? Trump. Trump. A lot of Trump fans. Trump and Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley. Oh, she picked Trump the VP. And Nikki Haley. All right, so far, a lot of Donald Trump. I see, I see uh, Governor DeSantis. <laughs> what about President DeSantis? I like it. I like uh, it. Who's your pick? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Trump or DeSantis? I'm either or. Wow. Yes, I am. What you pumped up for? I am super pumped. I feel like we need a little bit of a break from election to election. It goes from one. Oh I don't know why there was I don't know why there was Smash Mouth playing underneath all of that. That's the that's the danger of live pulling clips while the show's going on. So my apologies. Gary, that's sound you know, that's coming from the diner. Until that clip, until watching that, I had assumed that it would be Trump and Kerry Lake. Oh, um, yeah. as, as, but now I, I tend to think that maybe uh, Nikki Haley's uh, that, uh, you know, prognosticating here. Yeah, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley seems to have picked up speed, but back when Carrie Lake was running, I mean, she was the internet's darling. She was dunking on CNN reporters. I mean, her clips were super viral. She was, you know, it was well, great. There's one, well, there's one in particular, Gary, as you know, that she just won me over, and it was yeah. her with a CNN reporter. I, I can find it. I don't know if it. you two saw this, but this, I thought, for whatever way, you know, whatever political wind you blow, in which direction, this, to me, is... Um, the the woman has game 
And I personally just love the encounter, and hopefully Gary will find it and play it. I will get your two reactions to it. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Come off and see You don't have a mask on anymore. Um, What's going on? We're outside. Give a minute to chat. Well, we're six feet apart. Do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview as long as it airs on CNN Plus. Oh. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank you. They're still holding hands. <laughs> Just, wow. I, you never seen how, that before, Gina? That's my favorite. How do you think yeah, I had that so quickly? That's, that stays on my desktop. That was incredible. I mean, you got to give it to her. I don't agree with virtually anything that comes out of her mouth, but I find that to be just brilliant. That is objectively fine. Likes that kind of aggressiveness, you know, that kind of giving it to people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that the niceties are so out the window when it came to, you know, old school politics, doesn't matter what side you're going to shake their hand. You're going to say, well, I don't know about that. And then you're going to go talk a bunch of crap afterwards. Those days are over. And I thoroughly enjoyed that clip. (laughs) It's <laughs> kind of my feeling as well. I get uh, I get excoriated every time I laugh hysterically about it. But I, uh, yeah, I'll do it with CNN Plus. Oh, that's right. It doesn't exist doesn't anymore. Exist anymore. Hurtful, I'm just hurtful. sad. Is, are we done with Sarah Palin? Because I'm not done with Sarah Palin. <laughs> I love Sarah. I wish she would come back into the spotlight. I love that she is the woman with, well, I decided that I'm going to take credit for the bikini and the AR-15, even though I know that wasn't really me. But are we really done with her? Where is she? Didn't she well, have like 2% of the vote? For, for Congress yeah. or Senate or something? She was, was speaking of New York, she was here in Judge Rakoff's court and uh, he he did a, um, a move that was amazing. She was suing for defamation. Yep. And the jury was out and he announced that he was going to dismiss the case. And uh, her lawyers, uh, as you would expect, went kind of nuts about it. And he was dismissive been reported saying oh the jurors don't know well they brought the jurors and the jurors said well yeah not only we know we got push alerts that he was going to dismiss the case while we were deliberating yep. that's something uh, it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole new world we live in in uh in 2022 and 2023 just if wild. i could just follow up on mark's scenario where trump stays in florida until he's elected president i find that a little far-fetched that he wouldn't campaign in another state he wouldn't come to certain parts of california or new york even to fundraise i mean it's it that it's a it's a fun idea but i don't know is that even remotely so there's some you can play it out because it's fun as a legal hypothetical would he only go to red states or states where the governor would assure him i'm not going to extradite you so yes i'll go to ohio where mike dewine is I will go to a any other state that you can name off a, sure, sure. a bunch of them that have Republican governors as long as I get an assurance that when I do the rally, I can come in and I go out. Now, could, what could New York do? Well, they can't intercept Trump one um, because, because that would be uh, uh, presumably a, an issue. Would the feds get involved? I doubt it. I don't think. Um, can you imagine the look? that Biden's Department of Justice was trying to enforce a state warrant out of New York against his rival. I mean, the the laptop crowd would go nuts. Oh. So 
right? <laughs> so it's kind of a it's it's kind of an intro. I mean, you know, as a as a, a lawyer's thinking under the extradition rules, it's a very fascinating idea. I'm sure I'm sure uh, legal uh, classes right now, professors are having a great time with this. Right, exactly. Well, could could this yeah. ABC, I can see the multiple choice. Could the could the feds do it? Could uh, would this happen in California with Gavin Newsom? And then what if what if Trump wanted to come to Orange County? That's what um, I'm saying. To do a Orange Coast uh, fundraiser. And he had Kimberly Goofoil, who I mentioned before, with him. And Gavin Newsom is the governor. Would he issue a extradition warrant on Trump, who is the putative father-in-law of his ex-wife? So well, that that's, would... that's the question. How much does he hate his ex-wife? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. It's actually how much does his current wife, who was Jane Doe number three right. in the Harvey Weinstein case, correct his oh, ex-wife? Yeah, there's a lot of intersections yes. here, and the. Uh, in the world of politics and cult, our popular culture. Yeah, right. Which, this is so. Um, this is ostensibly a legal podcast. Do we have a, a quick second just to ask Mark a legal question as it pertains to LA? Yes. So bringing it back to Los Angeles Magazine. Okay, here's a question I've long had about uh, life in Los Angeles. You'll often because there's uh, Los Angeles City for people outside the area, and there's other cities within the county. There's Beverly Hills, Culver City, Glendale, on and on and on and on. Uh, and you'll often see those cars, police cars, for example, um, driving around town or on the freeway or whatever. And I thought to myself, huh, Beverly Hills cop. I'm I'm not in Beverly Hills. I'm in Culver City or wherever I am. What is, can they pull you over for a traffic violation? Can the highway patrol get you on the streets? What What is the jurisdictional thing for I've all I've actually, it's, it's an interesting question because I've litigated this. I've litigated cases where the highway patrol is on the, a street, a non-highway. Because they're and like getting I, off and turning around or getting gas. Exactly. And I've challenged their authority there with mixed results. The result that I have that almost is uniformly is if they are outside of their jurisdiction and they're not pursuing you, um, but they're outside, for instance, they're on a break. They go to a restaurant that's outside of, for, for instance, Pasadena decides they're going to go to the San Marino or Alhambra and they want to get a, a meal there. And then they arrest you for some traffic violation. I think you would succeed on the challenge to their jurisdiction at that point, because I don't think they have jurisdiction. I Mark, always wondered that. I, I was once told that the uh, the California Highway Patrol are the only people who have jurisdiction on the highways, so that if you were to see a Burbank cop while you're on the fr- on the freeway, you can trust with almost a hundred percent certainty that they're not going to pull you over for anything beyond a, a major, you know, accident or, or anything, anything that's just on that they couldn't ignore. Like Trust you don't have to worry. Me. Right. You don't have to worry about getting a speeding ticket from a local cop. If you're on an interstate, is that correct? Well, there's, there's nuances to that, that I could get into, but it's, it's a good rule of thumb with many exceptions. Yeah. Makes sense. There you go. And I'm Just go. go within not- seven miles of the speed limit, and this question won't matter. Fair point, but you know, sometimes you got to get somewhere. No, I'm going it. downhill. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, you two. I'm excited to watch the first one. Thanks, we man. We are 
so excited. Thank you. Where do we find it, Gary? So one more time, you can find it anywhere that you get podcasts. Uh, You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really anywhere that you get your podcasts. Just search for The Brian and Gina Show, and you will see it is uh, tagged from LA Mag. And you can also find it on the LA Mag YouTube channel as well. So if you want to watch it there or you can watch it on Spotify, it uh, it very much is a a visual show as well as a podcast. And I think that you get a, uh, a little bit of a different experience both ways. And I think they're both very, very good, but uh, they're also different. So be sure to check them out in both places and uh, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, anything you can. We appreciate the help and we're uh, we're very, very grateful to be uh, to be doing it. And thank you again, once again, Mark, for uh, for thinking of all of us and uh, and giving us the opportunity to kind of reunite and uh, and try something new that I think is going to be very fun and exciting. I love it. Thank you, Gina. Thank you, Brian. Gary, as always, I'll see you on, on Bard at the, uh, the altar of Bard on Sunday. Sunday morning. Thank I'll see you guys. You All right. Love you. Thanks, everyone. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for listening to Reasonable Doubt. Subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash reasonable doubt podcast.